Hello, and welcome to Conversations Between Widows. I am one of the co-hosts, Tanya Wilson. And I'm your other co-host, LaSharma Jefferson. And we're bringing you weekly conversations about our widow journey. Our purpose is to provide our listeners with a window seat into how two young women who became widows too soon are navigating life after their loss. Our goal is to provide another support system to other widows on the same journey to help them feel less alone. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and shake your head profusely in agreement to what Tanya and I and our guests are talking about. So come on in and enjoy the conversation. Tanya. Hey, LaSharman. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's, awesome. Uh, it's the week of Thanksgiving here, and we are getting prepared for that holiday and everything. Yes. Are you excited about that? Uh, I don't want to tell the story, but <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, this year, normally I am, but this year, um, Tanya is not ready for it. Not ready. Nope. You know, I don't think I really get excited about it until I wake up that morning and start yeah. cooking. You know, that's when my excitement really kicks in. Yeah, that's exactly what's probably going to happen. Yeah, I am not. Because I would say that's really the only time of the year that I really enjoy cooking, you know, because I don't have a timetable on me. It's just get mm-hmm. up, make the cornbread, cut the greens. I, I enjoy it then. <laughs> <laughs> you said cut the greens. Yes, cut yeah, my so- greens up. Like any other time throughout the year when I want to eat greens, then it annoys me. Like, because mm-hmm. I like, I prefer fresh greens. And it's like, right. oh my God, I got to cut these up. And I, you know, but I do it every now and then, but I enjoy it on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Wow. So our topic today is one of particular interest. Yeah. They all are. But we are talking about this crazy perception that we have noticed that people seem to think widows are rich or that we have you know this unlimited cash flow you know at our disposal and you know we just kind of want to explore you know where does that come from you know why are certain services uh you know aimed at willows some of them have been extremely high and it's like this is the willow community you know where is this perception coming from that we can afford to pay, you know, such steep prices for stuff, whether it's, you know, one-on-one counseling or coaching. I mean, it's all kinds of services that have come about in the widow community as of late. Absolutely. And also, uh, people that, you know, friends and family members that might approach you, because they feel like you're a widow and oh. you don't have nothing. Oh do. yes, yes. Or you don't, you know, you should be able to afford it, or you should be able to let, you know, it's a whole 
it's a whole situation. And uh, you know my theory, cause just because I'm widowed or and or single or together, widowed and single, don't mean I'm rich. Absolutely. And I struggle just the same. And, and actually, some, and sometimes even more, you know, because now, you know, we're we're living life solo, you know, yes. and taking care of children and whatnot. And children's needs don't change, you know, because hmm. one spouse is no longer there, you right. know. Right. Yes, it does not change. And the needs of the kid goes up, you know, that that's the, you know, the problem or the challenge. I ain't gonna say problem. The challenge right now is that I didn't sign up to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. I have to land on being a single mom because of the fact that he passed. So those right. are two different situations. It's not one of those where, oh, I had a boyfriend, we broke up and now we're single. I was divorced and I had single. Um, it's that he's gone and he's passed on and now I'm trying to you know do two jobs at once you know I'm trying to um, juggle two things at once yeah and that's that's quite overwhelming and it's like if regular moms you know married or if you've been already acclimated you know to being a single mom you wind up needing even more support for yourself you know because this change happens so suddenly and, you know, you've got to adjust yourself mentally, spiritually, you know, physically. And that's actually, that can actually be a cost as well, you know, because you might want to get some counseling for yourself, mm-hmm. for your child. And sometimes that comes at a cost. And then it we're because <laughs> even if you have insurance, the thing with the insurance, you know, if you need to get counseling, God forbid, at the beginning of the year, before you've met your deductible, yes. it's like you're paying you get, full retail. Like mine is like one sixty per session until I reach that deductible. Um, and I think Axis, when I tried him with uh, a psychiatrist firm or whatever they would call themselves, they was kind of like a branch or a chain of psychiatry uh, services. Mm-hmm. That first intake was two twenty or something like that. Two twenty. Oh wow! Yeah. So, and that's before you hit deductible. You know what I'm saying? So after deductible, I think it goes down to like thirty. But that's such a huge amount. And that's something you lose because when I was on my husband's um, insurance, I believe my deductible, I think we had to meet 450 and mm-hmm. we didn't have to pay for insurance. I pay for insurance. So my insurance comes out of my check, 300 some dollars every check. Oh, so that's $600, you know, for having insurance for me and my son on top of any added services such as going to see the psychiatrist or going to the therapy sessions. So, yeah, it doesn't become easy. And I think a lot of people think that is. I I had a friend, I think, at one point who thought that because he worked at General Motors, that's where the money, you know, oh, y'all set for life. No, General Motors had 
uh, a bunch of uh, what you call it contracts. They had um, what you call those things. Yeah, contracts where they had where certain things got taken away. That's why it's so important. Even if you don't participate in the union, the fact that you have one, you should go. Uh You don't realize all your benefits you think you're going to have when it comes to retirement or if you was to go away that you you think your family would have, they won't have because those contracts have changed. That's right. Companies are trying to give you less and less. Yes, they're not trying to... oblige as i say your needs that's more money for them if something happens they're like oh no i don't want to pay for that person to get assistance and be stuck you know paying for this family that's not they're not in the business of taking care of you they're in the business of making money so when they're in the business of making money that's how they think and they're not thinking oh let me see what happens when somebody loses their family so that's just something to think in mind, too. I always tell people, if you're together or if you're married to someone, you make sure you have your affairs in order. And hopefully we can get Kia on here, you know, to talk about, you know, life insurance or just estate planning, because I think it's one of those people don't like to do because they don't like to face the fact. But I'm here to tell you, honey, it, you know, again, it's hard out there. Yes, I make it do what it, you know, what it do, as they say, but... I, I, you know, I'm not around here wringing money from trees and stuff. So I want to make sure everybody understand that from the rooftop to the down to the floor, <laughs> wherever you at. I yes. am not here. And the fact that if I invest or I put money or provide money or do something for you, please believe I took the time to probably dip in either my account or my kids' account that I have set aside for things in our bills to help you out. Right. It's, it's it's sacrificial, you know, because, you know, going to the people's perception, you know, you work for a particular company that's known for having certain, um, you know, benefits. Yeah. I had this coworker, you know, I worked at AT&T for 23 years before I just um, retired, so to speak, in July. <laughs> you said retired. <laughs> right, right. So to speak. Yeah, you know, but I had a coworker, and she kept she was she said it multiple times. She would be like, "Oh yeah, I know you straight, you straight, you good." And I and all I could think, and I never really would uh, address her, but I knew she was just thinking about you know when we go through and we do our our benefits that we have options, you know, for your retirement and um, you can get the supplemental life insurance and stuff like that. And because Mm -hmm. my husband also had worked for the company, she just put all, she just put in her head that she knows how we had our stuff set up. And so in her mind, she thinking, I just walked away with so much money, you know, between my insurance and his insurance. And this was not a particularly close friend of mine. So Mm -hmm. it's not like we had any discussions about how my husband and I had things set up, you know, but perception is reality. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I wound up being off work, you know, for a little while um, after my husband passed, you know, and she just thought she didn't know that I wasn't getting paid for that. You know, but in her mind, because she thought she had all this information, was privy to information, then she just thought she knew my business. You know, and I would just let her say what she said, and I'd be like, oh, okay, if that's what you think. And mm-hmm. then now, since I've left the company, um, 
in next year, beginning next year, the company is actually cutting out um, the option for supplemental life insurance. Mm. Yeah, so they're making a lot of cuts. Um, I think now it's just going to be the basic. I think they, you know, so like you said, going back, you know, to companies, they're constantly making changes. So, you know, if you work for a company or your your spouse does, very important to keep abreast mm-hmm. <laughs> of those changes, you know, because, yes. you know, they're going to affect you one way or the other. And you don't want to assume because assume is what was going to get you messed up as well. Like you said, she assumed that you had this big cash flow coming in. Um, it doesn't surprise me that companies are cutting out the supplementary because of the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? You know how many times they probably had to pay out? Oh, wait, I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah, oh, they had to goodness. pay out a whole lot where, you know, even with people that have 401k, they might make changes to that or offer other benefits because of the fact that people are tapping into that because of the pandemic. See, that's the thing about it. The pandemic didn't just affect those and, you know, have people that passed or anything. It affect the mentality of how people think. It affects the spending of how people look. It affects mm-hmm. companies or how they see their forecasts and where they right. can and it's trying, where money. they can cut. <laughs> yeah, right. because they, they, even though things stopped, they still had bills to pay, just like we did. Those bills still had to come through. They still had to provide a check to their employees. So there's a whole lot of things that come into that. But my thing about your, you know, your coworker that made that assumption, jealousy is not cute. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me say it for the people in the back. It's just not cute. So for you to say that, I don't think I can have the nerve. Oh, she's straight. No. You don't know what that person got going on. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then your household went from a two-person household to a one-person's household with a teenager that was still in the house right? who still has needs. So it's like, where are you getting that from? Like, where do you think that, oh, they straight, they this, they that? No, ain't nobody straight. See, this is why this topic gets me with my blood boiling. And <laughs> I, can, I can hear it. I hear it all Mm-mm. in your voice. Yes. yes. There ain't nobody got time for this. I'm so sick of people really thinking that widows have it all. Right. And they be and, struggling. And instead, and instead of seeing where you can help a widow, <laughs> you know, that's, that's really where their mind needs to go. You know, how can I help this person? You know? You know what? And then, you know, give the money. And don't be like, this is my favorite line, too, sometimes. Let me know if you need anything. Oh, yeah, we talked about that in our, um, the, the etiquette. You know, like, don't say that because now you're putting the responsibility on the person in need mm-hmm. to have to be reaching out when, in fact, you already know that the person is going to have some need. Mm-hmm. So you should just be, if you're really genuine about wanting to help someone, you should just be calling and saying, how can I help you this week? You need do you yep. need some food? You want me to bring some food over? And then I love this whole thing with um DoorDash. I think I mean I'm not sure what other um services were out there, you know, before this whole DoorDash and Grubhub phenomenon has t- turned up. But I started doing DoorDash uh, since I've been off work. Oh and yeah, I've you're been, a dasher. <laughs> I'm you a dasher. are a dasher, yeah. And one thing that I noticed is how People are servicing other people through DoorDash. Like I've gotten to people's homes, you know, trying to make my delivery. And then when I call, 
I've had a couple of times where the person said, oh, yeah, that's for my mother. You know, so the person that's actually ordering the food, you know, they're ordering it for someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just how easy it is to be of service to, you know, a widow who needs some assistance. You know, yeah. she just lost her spouse. You might, before we used to have to cook the food, pack it up, take it over to their house. You don't mm-hmm. even have to do that anymore. It's so easy to just put it in an order and say, hey, send this to so-and-so. Yeah. You know, so very easy. And it, huh. just, it, it provides you a way to be proactive. You yeah, know, absolutely. not reactive. Don't wait until the widow or widower is so down in the dumps, you know, that they're near depression mode because they're trying to keep it together. Because it's really hard when you find yourself in that place of need. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not used to having to reach out and ask people for help, your tendency is to go into survival mode. You know, okay. you're like, okay, I got to yeah. do what I got to do. You know, I got to make this happen. I got to be, you know, the parent. I got to be both parents to my child. You know, mm-hmm. and you're just trying to do it all. Yeah. Or, you know, like, like foods and stuff. Now, I do have, you know, my family and friends that offer to, you know, do foods. They are examples of what you would do for a widow um, that's going through it. I do like the DoorDash option. Uh, Miss Joe, um, Dr. Joe's uh, wife, Annette, had DoorDash. I think it was Mother's Day meal for me. If it wasn't this year, it was last year for me. And it worked out great. She's like, well, I'm going to send the DoorDash and I'm going to share the group. And you can do that group order. Uh, I know my company as Morale Booster, they used that before as well, where they DoorDashed our food to us at a certain time. So DoorDash had came a lot of ways. DoorDash doesn't get this uh, respect that they need, but they <laughs> came a long way to save some people. Okay, Wait a minute. And let me say, they don't get the tips they deserve. Y'all people yes. better start tipping them DoorDashers. Because yes. I funny, my daughter would tell me when she does DoorDash, she'd be like, I only give, I only do a $2 tip. And, but now since I've started doing DoorDash, you know, she'll say, okay, mine, just for you, you know, I'm starting to tip more. And I'm thinking, people are like bringing their food to you yeah. or, you know, bringing the food that you've ordered. So that's a very big convenience, you know, and it's just the right thing to do, you know, to tip. You don't always have to tip the highest, you know, that DoorDash may um uh suggest, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, don't give nobody a dollar, two dollars for picking up your food, waiting in those lines, you know, waiting in those lines for you, and then coming up to your door, dropping your food off per your specifications, you're gonna give them a whole dollar? Yeah. Come on, people. You okay, I'm, I'm off my rent. I'm off my uh, rent. uh uh DoorDash ain't <laughs> to have us on the commercial. I yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> like, let's, let's do better now. Yeah, yeah. DoorDash need to have us on this uh, commercial. If DoorDash hears us, you know, we can be a, a advocate and a uh, <laughs> commercial placeholder because I have used DoorDash. I'm an um, advocate. I do tip. I think I was tipping more than I had. You know, I didn't know about the $1, $2 tip. I thought it did it off the percentage of what your order was. Well, yeah, right. that, that's how they customize it. But then they have that little button say that says other. Oh. And that's where, yes, that's where the cheapos. <laughs> Not the cheapos, girl. <laughs> the, the cheapos are pushing other. And, you know, I won't call them cheap. But because um, I, I get it. Sometimes you're in need yourself. Mm-hmm. And you may not be able to afford, you know, to give that that higher, you know, percentage, you know. So I get it, you know. But yeah, they do have the other buttons so you can customize your tip. 
Yeah, and another option too, if you don't want to give somebody DoorDash, because people are funny about who handles their food. Mm-hmm. But you got, but I, I always say you have you you're funny about somebody handling your food, but that person is also you. You're ordering from a restaurant that is handling your food too. Mm-hmm. That might not have that fishnet over their head. That might oh. not have them gloves on like have you want. Gloves so on. you you're taking a risk, even when you got food packaged up from the grocery store. Those are right. somebody handling it, wrapping the food up and putting it out. So it's the same concept. You just gotta. You know, get past. Oh, I don't want nobody touching my food. Well, who do you think put the food out? Somebody right. touched it. Probably right, right. bare hands. Right. There are no guarantees unless you are making your own food in your own kitchen. Wait a minute. Unless you're growing it in the backyard. <laughs> right. Because we already know. We don't know where our, our food sources. They're doing all types of stuff to this food nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're growing it in the backyard, you don't know where it's coming from. But I have used services such as. Instacart, Instacart is another one for grocery pickup that has saved me a whole lot. Oh, it saved yes. me during Corona because remember, grocery stores was kind of you know, going to the grocery chain. store was a yeah, it was a event, honey. You had to get yourself together, and now um, with the grocery stores, we are you know they are back to you know you know operating somewhat. They still I think require you to wear the mask, but. It just sometimes, if you're someone like me, okay, I get off at 5.30. The kid has to be at tutoring right after that. I have 15 minutes to go pick him up. I got about 10 minutes to a 20-minute drive to get him to tutoring, so we're always late. He does <laughs> tutoring. After tutoring, he goes straight to karate. Oh, that's a schedule. you have to come back and make sure he has something to eat or hopefully you put something on, you know, um, while you was at home and you think, okay, working remote, you have all this time, but what if you have like three meetings that day, a big project, you can, you don't have time to do all that. And it's not a person you can call to help you with that food on during the week. Now the weekend, I do appreciate Miss Bass. I told you she always cooks for us on Sunday. And I think I even take that for granted sometimes because I'd be like, well, I'm going to eat Miss <laughs> Bass. I, I, I don't know. never have to, I don't never have to worry about Sunday meals, but. I mean, during the week, you still got to worry about what you got to eat and stuff. So there's really a time where DoorDash and Instacart, and they are expensive services, but you're going to either pay with money or you're going to pay with time. It's always going to be a yeah. um, sacrifice, as you said, mm-hmm. you're going to make. So, um, but yeah, you know, if you have any people that, especially new widows, instead of saying, okay, call me if you need anything, like Sherman said, donate. Um, a DoorDash to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, um, donate um, Instacart to some somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because right, I tell you, I would have loved if I would have just like been sitting at home and somebody sent me some groceries. It would be like, oh, that was so nice. It's so thoughtful. Yes. Yes. Um, there's a new service as well. It's called um, Go Belly. That's gourmet food for any occasion. So if you wanted to send a cake or anything, that's a new service as well. Oh, it's I hadn't heard that. of that yeah. one. Yeah, um, I had somebody send me one of these um, gift cards. So I was like, what's a gold belly? And then I went on here. I said, oh, this is like, uh, they got gifts for, you know, holiday gifts, last chance mm-hmm. or Thanksgiving hints. You know, you can send like, I think even a food kit to them or some kind of, you know. So definitely check them out as well if you have not um already done so you got grub hood there's all kind of delivery um 
services. And when all else fails, if you don't feel comfortable with those services, a good gift card goes a long way. I received gift cards um, during my husband's um, funeral arrangements and Mm -hmm. after the funeral. And those gift cards helped out a lot. I received one from a grocery store from my uh, that was very, very good. Those, those are yeah. things that you do for widows. And you, you don't say, forget, oh, right, they good. And you can't forget Cash App. You oh, know, yeah. Cash App has become yeah. the easiest way to send some money. You know, so I know yeah. that helped me a lot when my husband passed. I had so much um, Cash App support. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was nothing like it. So I really appreciate it because when people... It's like make it less, make it more convenient for people. So the more convenient something is for people, people are latching on to that, you right. know, because we need to be able to do things with minimal effort, <laughs> you know, so yes. being able to support someone while sitting on your couch doing what you have to do for yourself is so easy today. Yes, but the topic is pointing out we're not rich. Right. We are not rich. <laughs> yeah, so let, let's talk specifically about um, some services and things that we've come across. Because I know that um, we talked about it early on on the podcast when you wanted to go to Willow Camp. <laughs> yeah. Remember well, the Willow Camp? And like, yeah. how much was that Willow Camp? It's, I mean, it's a great concept. But when you compared it to others that I have seen, that one was 700 mm-hmm. So it wasn't too bad, but they did offer, like, okay, so if you have a, if you're a widow with kids, I think they're, they, there's a fee for the kids, but they did offer, uh, what they call it in camp? Uh, it's like a scholarship, oh, but is the, it camp ship? Uh, campership. Camp, campership. 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 So mm-hmm. there were offers where you can sponsor somebody. And I, even with some of the, um, retreats I've seen people do, they did have an option to sponsor a widow. Um, but, you know, I would like to see more of a, I don't know, railway plan. Uh, I would like to see more, like I said, local services where somebody can go for a three, you know, a three day retreat versus, um, going out of town, even though out of town or going out of the state does help refresh the soul sometimes. Right. But, you know, it really refreshed if it was, you know, no additional cost, but (laughs) sometimes, you know, that's not possible so but i would like to see local stuff in you know involved because there are a lot of widows that don't have the funds and then they're embarrassed to ask for help right and man then you think i mean when you do a camper should okay even with that mm-hmm. i mean i think it would be better to even um i don't know if they were going based on your financial need you know because if you're going based on financial need when you offer that campership, that can, you know, it depends on how they're looking at what they consider financial need because mm-hmm. the widow should not have to be like completely destitute. Like your, your situation shouldn't have to be, Oh, I have no income. I have no savings. You know, I don't have anything. Sometimes people don't want to help you unless you have absolutely nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I wonder what those, uh, the criteria is for to qualify you know for the campership you know and i think it would be better even not even having to offer the campership but 
to make that stuff more affordable, you know, because for a widow to travel, if you have children, either mm-hmm. you got to bring your children. So that's going to be additional cost if they have to fly with you or if you have to arrange daycare. Now you yeah. got to pay, you probably got to pay for daycare trying yeah. to get to this, you know, this willow camp or this willow retreat. And then you got flight, hotel, food. It's a lot that goes into travel, you know, so I would just really appreciate. And I understand, you know, that the people who are putting the services on, you know, they're monetizing this, this need that, that has been created. But I think that when you're going after a, a t- uh, audience that is suffering, that is in need of assistance, your main goal shouldn't be trying to make, you know, like, I'm trying to make top dollar. You know what I'm saying? I understand mm. you want to monetize what you are offering to them, but be mindful of the audience. You know, it's kind of like if you go on after, you know, recently unemployed people and you say, hey, we're going to offer this job fair, but you got to pay $100 to come to this job fair and see all these but, uh, hey, great jobs. But that is out there. there. But that is out there. That uh, It's been a while since I've been uh, openly in the job market for looking. But when I was, they did offer fairs that did have some type of cost. Even though you're not working, they still wanted you to pay this cost to attend this fair because this was supposed to match you up with the top people. So they, a lot of people, we understand this is a country of making cap, money. Cap, cap, capitalization. Yeah, they want to capitalize on the profit. Some people are taking their purpose into profit. That is, you know, perfectly fine. It's just, it, you know, I expect a little bit more flexibility, you know, with that, especially with widows. I'm speaking for the ones that, you know, they that don't have the voice to speak up right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They want assistance. Now, something like Camp Widow, I would say if you wanted to invest in yourself, because that's what that is. You're investing in yourself. That's a self-care item. So it have to the widow would have to know is it you know am I allowed to do this self care at this cost right now or do I need to push that out for later right save save for it mm-hmm. yeah and some people have to save for it now they do offer again um, I said the camp widow I give them props because they do the the campership they also said on here they said they don't want money to be a reason why you can't attend, they're willing to assist. So, I mean, a lot of places are willing to assist. It's just when you first see the dollar amount, a lot of people can't get past that the puts dollar you off. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you got that. And then as a family member, if you know somebody that's grieving or they can benefit from it, that's something you can gift to the widow as well. Let me gift you this time to yourself, especially if they have children. I watch the kids. Let you go to the widow camp and, you know, see how this seminar works for those three days off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, you know, or see how this goes for you. Um, if that's not it, maybe give them a plane ticket because plane tickets is something <laughs> as much as the um, the camp sometimes, depending on how, you know, how much it costs to get there unless you're riding on other airlines, which again, you know, you can do spirit, but you know, there's the fuel cost. So it's just as much as if you, <laughs> if you, you know what I'm saying? You can pay the yes. 120, but if there's a fuel cost in bags, you find yourself at the same price almost as if you went Delta, Southwest, or any of the other 
um, carrier. So you have to be careful with those. It's just like reading between the lines. Life is reading between the lines. Yes. Yeah, read between the lines. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you just do everything. There's not a, oh, but it said, don't go off of what it said. It's that fine print that down fine at the bottom. Print. Like that fine print, baby. Yeah. In life, there's fine print. You just got to read it. You got to read it. So, I mean, there's other, uh, just other ways of doing things. Like I said, it should be a travel agent for widows. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? That's Where they at? Find, Where is find, the travel? Find, right. Find us the most reasonable fares and, um, and just um, destinations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, mean, mm-hmm. I think it would be very interesting um, to actually attend a Willow Camp or Willow Retreat to, to really see what they're offering you, if it's even worth, you know, what the takeaway. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I, I think I, it's I would definitely... hope that they have different, uh, you know, levels of, of Willow's, you know, what they're offering as well. You know, like that support group that we went to where you, you know, you're recognizing every Willow is at a different level, you know, of what they, what they need. So, you know, I would hope that you're taking all of that into consideration when you're putting these, um, conferences and retreats together i think they are i think they really are but like i said it's something it's self-care it helps in the healing process and it's also it's it's needed sometimes it's just you know these you know retreats and camps it doesn't help if you're a widow who's suffering right now it doesn't help to ask hey y'all have a financial assistance you know what i'm saying if they don't then you know there's there's not a shortage of those retreats little camps i noticed that for some reason i couldn't find it when i was early on in the grief but mm-hmm. maybe that wasn't my course of the journey so for anybody that's listening today you know they you know there are no shortages so you just have to really research where you go on and everything but that's not the only thing because i know as well as you like oh i want to do that but i just can't afford it right now the next thing would be like, like I said, your friends or your family members that, you know, want to borrow stuff from you or ask you for stuff or think that you have it. You know what I'm saying? Some some things have been said to me that was very hurtful and it wasn't from a family member. It was actually from a friend, of the, you know, of the family. And, you know, it still rings in my head because that's what you thought of me. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And you can't get jealous. You can't be jealous of somebody's grief. You can't be jealous of somebody's journey. This is a journey where, oh, you're lucky, lucky what? No, I'm not yeah, lucky. That's right, right, not a journey that anybody wants to be on. Yeah, now I was told that in, in a you bit of lucky? anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was in a bit of anger. Somebody was angry at their significant other. And a bigger, uh, yeah. So, and it hurt me to my core. And I still, from time to time, reflect back on it and be like, "Wow, you you really said that." And but that's the perception that people have of widows or a widow. Or some people are jealous that you're going through this journey. And it's like, what what you jealous of? Because I still, at the end of the day, when that kid cries out, "Mommy," he's not saying "Mommy and Daddy." Does he know dad's not here? It's mommy. Right, mommy all has the to get time. 
Yes, I thought about the time when I first got the COVID shot. No, the second time. It wasn't the first time. It was the second time. Girl. The first one bamboozled me. I was like, oh, this ain't bad. I'm good. A little sore arm. That second one hit me hard. I was like, oh, no. I, my body aches. And that kid... You like mom just, down, mom down. That, yeah, girl. I was waiting to work. I was waiting for my mama to come. Like, oh, she, and you know, she's deceased, so she wasn't coming. I was in that bathtub, mm. honey, and that kid said, "I'm hungry." Girl, look, that that was the time for DoorDash. <laughs> like, yeah. kid, I don't even know if I had the energy to open the DoorDash door. That that that's how. Oh down my I was. god! It was like 15 hours of downtime, and then all of a sudden, boost the energy, and I was back at it. <laughs> But yeah, you know, when you die or you sick, you know, I tell people all the time, oh, I can't get sick. I definitely can't get it. takes me a long time to bounce back and I have to be energetic, energized on it for my son. Well, you know, it was funny because, you know, I, I've, I've been on the single parent journey uh, for a while, you know, before I lost my husband, I was a single parent. And mm-hmm. the thing that would really annoy me because with my um, ex-husband, uh, the father of both my children, Mm-hmm. When he when he would get sick, it was just like the the privilege of being uh, the person not with the kids twenty four seven. When he would get sick, he would be like, "Oh, I'm I'm sick. I can't do this. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sick." And I would just be thinking, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "Do you think that I never get sick? When I got sick, I still had to get up, take the kids to school." You know, I still had to be available. There's no shutting off for, you know, when you are a mom or when mm-hmm. your kids, when you are responsible for your kids 24 seven, you have to, you got to learn how to work through your, um, <laughs> your hardships, you know, even the, the physical ones, you know, like sickness. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not fair, you know, but it's something that it gets easier. Or um, you adjust. I think it's something that you adjust to once it it sinks in. You know, like you know what? I still got to do this. You know, and right. sometimes that's going to be your house might not get clean. That might not oh. be a time you can clean the house because you can't do everything. You know, yeah. but you learn how to do the basics and you know, like the bare minimum. So when mom gets sick, if you're you know you're a widow, you got to take care of these kids by yourself. You know, you come down with a cold. Okay, that's when kids, okay, uh, let me try to make this sandwich. You know what I'm saying? If you don't mm-hmm. have any support, you know, where people can come and assist you, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate, you know, when you have to be that person that still has to operate, you know what I'm saying, for your kids. Because if it's just you, mm-hmm. you know, okay, hey, I'm sick, I'm going to lay on this couch, you know, until I get better, you know. But when you have those, you know, little children depending on you, they don't look at you like, oh, mama not feeling well, so I got to no. take care of myself. They like, uh, mama, I'm yeah. hungry. <laughs> yeah. Like I told you, I'm hungry. Yeah, he was like, I'm hungry. I, girl, and it took all my soul to try to get up and try to get this kid something to eat. And even with me saying, mommy don't feel good, he looked at me like, well, you better use the super power from... <laughs> right, like, what's you, 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 you better, you, you better get it together over here. Because they don't understand at that point. Right, he didn't comprehend that. He was like, what? You don't feel good? Like, you are mama. Yeah, you need to go ahead and put your superpowers to the test and put me to something to eat. (laughs) 
Yeah, but like I said, it was only 15 hours, but I was like, I just couldn't imagine having the actual disease. And mm. I was like, this is something that's not, you know, that that is not, that is not something. It just, it, like I said, knocked me out. Some people don't have these effects. This is what happened to me. But it just shows you, like, you're down. You're you're down, you know what I'm saying? And, not, you know, that's something that's spread, so not everybody can come over and help you and stuff because they at risk. They put themselves at risk. So you guys to do it, you know, yourself. And that's with anything. You're, you know, we're by ourselves. You might have, if you have good family support and they support you financially, girl, give them a double hug for me, okay? But when you don't have that, support financially you know what i'm saying or if you were experiencing you know like i said you do it on your own you just heard me just my, that's my schedule on wednesdays with my son is trying to get him you know to school and back and then this last thursday i believe his school was out because you know they they didn't have that's another thing the schools have shortages now so not a lot of people when one or two staff members call off that's like back in the day i've been like 20 the one and two makes a difference now Right. when they call off. So they had a staff storage, so they had to close the school. Well, I'm in the middle of trying to run my meeting, and this kid has a fit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So and then you're you trying to, trying to calm it down. But as a single parent, you know what I'm saying? You are in charge. You got to get it done. And that's, right. that's the thing. It's the same with your money. The bills don't come in everybody's name. They come in your name. Yeah. And the thing is, like, with um, when people do assist widows, they are, just like when anybody loses someone, the assistance is always on the front end. You know what I mean? It's like when it first happens. Mm. That's when you're getting the assistance, you know. But help, not always monetarily, like we talk about it. Oh, say it again. I was just thinking that because a <laughs> lot of people have assist TT, but there's a monetary cost sometimes. So go ahead and say it again. Yes, not necessarily monetarily, you know, but assistance is always needed, like long term, you know, after, you know, the after the initial passing, after, you know, the, the celebration of life. The, the need still goes on, you mm-hmm. know, so you getting the child to school, especially when we talk about the handyman chronicles around the house, you know, you can oh, offer girl. to cut mm-hmm. somebody grass, you know, because oh. yeah, if, if your spouse has been doing it, now you have to do it. It's just a lot to take on at one time, you know, so it would just be really nice, you know, for people to offer the help. Like, hey, I'm going to send my brother over. My brother cuts grass. Let me send my brother over. He can cut your grass, you know, for, you know, the summer. And so you kind of get acclimated to what you have to do, you know, finding someone that uh, you, you know, getting your own support, you know, getting your own things together. And if you can pay for that, that's huge. My my lawn bill is high up there. It is. And it, it, it's, it's high up there. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. But it's always, mm-hmm. it's always a cost. I have never gotten it for free. I think the one time I was offering for free was from my sweet um, co-worker, Trisha. She sent her husband over to come shovel my snow. 
And I thought that was very, very sweet of her. You know what I'm saying? She oh, that, that was nice. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes to my lawn care, no, they don't no, they don't cut no deals on that. So that's something you if you can do that for a widow, that works out as well. Because lawn care is, you know, is a cost. And then like I said, plumbing, electricity, any problems you have in the house. <laughs> I had a plumbing issue. My friend that passed, Lori, she sent her husband over to help me with that. Now, there was something where I had to actually pay for that service, but he was willing to come over in a storm that was, you know, it was a storm brewing. So ain't nobody was coming out and he was willing to come out because, his, you know, his wife said, hey, this girl needs help. She don't have anybody. And I know she's someone who spoke about it continuously with her family, up, you know, all the way up to her passing. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I know Tanya don't have nobody. And like her friend, even like after she passed, one of the, um, I think the sister-in-law reached out to me and was saying, she said, I know you don't have anybody because Lori talked about it all the time when she said, I know you don't have anybody that, you know, could come and always help mm-hmm. um, with those, you know, those needs or anything. So it, it's just, it's just coming, you know, again, it's good to have a good set. Like, again, I got a good set of family. I got my brother-in-law. They come and help me and stuff. But mm-hmm. life happens, you know what I'm saying? They have a life, too. They got to live their life. They're right. not a 24-7 person here. So everything we do is a cost. It's paid in some way if it's time or if it's money. Mine's out of 10. Ours is money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have that extra support. And people need to realize that. I don't have no money to give at this, you know, at this moment. Right. Like every dollar coming into the household, it counts. You know, you try to you trying to do what mm-hmm. two incomes was once doing. Yeah. Yeah. So if I give out the please believe when I do give it's out the kindness of my heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well you yeah. said that with some emphasis. Out the kindness of my heart, not because of anything right. else. That's a that's a literally coming out the heart because yeah. uh I you know I got to eighteen well no not even eighteen I got to and you know gets out of, if he goes to college I have to what twenty two twenty three I don't say twenty one because now college can go from five to six years depending on the degree mm-hmm. so you know I have to the end. To, to support my son and even after that once you have a kid a lot of people think oh they on their own you don't support them no more Mm-mm. but they <laughs> run across yep. that support as my mom would say never ends yes take it from okay. me take it from me with the 26 year old yes I'm very involved but yes always involved you know not necessarily from a monetary standpoint you know but providing emotional support and as your children mm-hmm. go through there are different phases in life. You know, my daughter is a wife and a mother now. So I help out with the baby, you know, when mm-hmm. um when required, you know. So parenting, it doesn't stop. I and mean, that's like, good because that does not have a cost to it. So she has an excellent benefit. <laughs> yeah, she does. And she should be hugging you up. <laughs> yeah, she should be. <laughs> okay. But I, I, will, I will say that my daughter, you know, she does take care of her mom. Uh, very well you know she's always mm-hmm. uh you know she she always appreciates it even though what's really funny about my daughter 
is that she tries she tries to compare me or she has recently compared me to my mother when you know when my mother became a grandmother and I'm like well you really can't compare us because me and my mother were two totally different types of grandparents you know number one I my mom was single you know she was a divorcee but she was the type of grandmother or she was the type of woman after she divorced my dad she had no interest in you know moving on in that part of her life you know Mm -hmm. she wasn't dating she didn't really have a social life she wasn't in any clubs or anything like that so she didn't have other demands on herself you know she always had a job but her job was always very much in alignment kind of like with the child's schedule you know like she was off in the summertime (laughs) you know because she worked with the school system so she was off in the summer she was off when the kids were off you know, whereas I didn't get into that that type of a field. And then, yes. you know, while I was raising my children, I also had other interests going on, you know, in different organizations. And, you know, and then when I met my husband, lost my husband, you know, I've, I've been a person that's dating. I have friends, you know, so I have a little bit more of a social life, you know, so she may not be able to expecting you to keep the baby every weekend. Yeah, well, you gotta tell her you a grandma where right. you had a grandma. That's the that's right. grandma and um and grandma. Those are right. two different grannies. Exactly. Okay. And to, right. And I had to tell her, I'm like, well you can't hold me to that standard just like I can't hold you to my standard of being an adult child to my mother. Because, like, if my mother called me and she needed me to do something, there was no question I was going to do it. Because I felt, first of all, I felt it was a matter of respect. You know, okay, that's how I honored my mom. You know, like, okay, Mm -hmm. if my mother mother needs me to do something, I'm going to do it. Even if that sometimes meant I sacrificed something that I really wanted to do to do something for my mom. Because she was always available to me with raising my children. And anything Mm -hmm. I needed, she could be there. Whereas these children today? A 26-year-old today would be like, uh, no, mom, I'm, I have, I'm having a mental health day. I'm not available <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, well, she said you know? she had to treat on her, her mental health day. That's and right. I mean, and we have to and sometimes that. You, Yeah, she set the, the boundaries. That's the difference. She, where you didn't probably feel like doing it, she's like, I'm going to tell you I don't feel like doing it. But right. it goes both ways. Like, again, if it's not available, she can't get mad. It's a free service. When you're the grandma, you're not charging somebody to watch their kids. All I ask is that if you do have grandma watching the kids, get her hair done, get her nails done, throw her fifty dollars or something, get her groceries or something for the convenience of watching your child. Yeah, that's all you had to do. You show them a little respect that you respect their time because they are making a sacrifice too. They could be sitting there looking at Young and the Restless, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still and they hard. could be at that bingo on Tuesdays if they into that. They could be bowling. They could be shopping. My grandma was a shopper, honey. She wanted to shop. So <laughs> there's things you can do, but just take the time to appreciate and then give them time off. You find a babysitter. What's $20 one time? That's right. You know what I'm saying? I yeah yeah I pay I have a paid babysitter so I know it costs it costs money I have paid 
for the babysitter, but I appreciate her time because not only is she getting paid, she has to she sacrificing her time too. She's young, she wants things to do. That's the same. Give them, you know, have you know that kind of courtesy. Like it's a give or take. But when you are the child, you do think you own the rights to mom. And so I feel yes. like your daughter is just gonna be that's gonna be ox. They cousins probably got the same mentality. And he like he's a Pisces. So he'd probably be more strong-headed. Mom, you ain't doing uh, nothing. I can hear him saying it now. Mom, you ain't doing that quick. Oh, so you gonna hang up? Oh, it'd be one of those situations. We'll go back and forth. Quick. Oh my I'm gonna need you to, yeah, yeah, I can hear him now. Oh, Mom, what you, you ain't doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he is saying so sharp right out his mouth and then try to grab it later. Nope, it's already out. Quick. You already put it out there. You can't take back those words. Look, you can't. You can't take back those words. That's why it's so important. Be mindful mm-hmm. of the words you say because yeah. an apology does not wipe those words out of the person's head because you don't put it out there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say sticking stones may break my bones, but words would never hurt me. That, I that, used to hate that listen, Like the biggest lie ever told because yeah. words hurt a lot worse. Yeah. You know what I'm words saying? Cut. Sticks and stones, that pain is going to go away, you know, from yeah. your body. But those words, they resurface. They yeah. they they swirl around in your head for hours. You know, you have, you can forget they them. Have, but they they come back. <laughs> you and know? they have trauma. They present trauma. Yeah, because it's repeated. And you know why they hurt? It's because it's that person's perception at the time, and that is what hurts. Because you thought that much of me to say that. It's the perception of what those words are given. When you speak words, it's the perception of that person of what you said about that person. So just keep that in mind as well. And we have to table this and come back, back to this. We done got a little um, in growth in this. We have gotten a little heated. <laughs> you know, right? We, we start talking about those things that, you know, that, that, that touch you, you know, that touch a nerve. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But it's, it, it has to be a conversation because I'm pretty sure it's a lot of wills out there that's going through it. Um, and just be mindful, like I said, of your boundaries and your peace. And if you can, I do, again, we recommend the camps and retreats, but find out the financial options, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you feel like, oh, I can't afford it where you can. Uh, but also, if anybody's throwing a, uh, or thinking about doing a camp or a retreat going over in the future, have financial assistance available or have the ability to break down the payments, at least in a six month payment range. But if you can't do a 12 month and that's oh, how yes. we were, yeah, that's how I would, you know, that would be my recommendation for any of the services that you have to pay for, because, yes, everything is a cost. Life is a cost. Absolutely. So. Well, this has been a good one, you know, we because we've kind of had this on our to discuss list, you know, for a while. So yes. I'm glad that uh, we had a chance to talk about it. And I'm sure it's going to come back up again as well. It is. Yep. So till next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye bye.